Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Hanging out with you guys from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Always an honor to spend it with you. Your automotive lifestyle show right here from one of the premier high schools in the country. Even, baby. Wrench Nation, if you're new to the show, uh, we're an automotive lifestyle show. And as I said, we're real about the whole skills at USA, nationally ranked right here at East Valley Institute of Technology in Mesa, outside of Phoenix. And of course, our favorite band, the Budos Band. People, get your trumpet on. Let's raise it up a little bit for yeah, the Budos Band. We gotta put them on. Uh, you gotta love a little bit of trumpet section, some saxophone. A lot of you out there on a Wednesday, I know how it is. This is like hump day for some of you people. <laughs> some of you didn't even go to work or go to school or what have you, but you need a little brass in your life. You have to. You have Greg Ovis, Greg Ovis, uh, with G's up. Good to uh, have you hanging in the studio. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a few weeks, right? It has been a few weeks. Kinda we missed you. Uh, you know, we're building up this new place up in Cave Creek, Desert Car Care. Right. And Congratulations. To, well, right on. That's Thank a you. Big deal. It, it is a big deal for myself, my family, and you know what I'm saying. The community up there, we're going to have a good time. But we're going through the rigmarole today. Was uh, we had to remove an uh, in-ground lift uh, for EPA, oh, yeah. that sort of thing. So I remind you to get on wrenchnation.tv. I will tell you, we got a few days left. Richard Rawlings, Gas Monkey, is giving a jailbreak edition of that 23 SRT yep. Hellcat. That's a serious car. I think you got better odds than playing the lottery <laughs> with this one. True. But if you guys visit uh, Gas Monkey Garage, get onto their website. Um, you do have a few days. It's end of April is when that's going through. I want to introduce the show topic before we get into some automotive news. Talk about Tesla's electric vehicle fires. Got a lot of firefighters there's, listening to the show. There's a couple fires that are going on right now. We got some details. Uh, they're not as often. I don't want to create scandal about no, Tesla. No. Tesla is a reputable manufacturer and doing some great things. But on today's show, let's talk about this. Some of you have just purchased, maybe within the last couple of years, a newer ride to you, right? Maybe you picked right. it up, used, got 10,000 miles. Let's say it was a 2021 Dodge pickup. Right. And your AC is just not blowing as cold. Common problem here in the desert. It's 180 degrees. <laughs> you need your AC. Have to have it. Some of you got to get a second job to fix the AC. We get it. It's okay because this stuff can get expensive. Um, of course, uh, you know, there is some maintenance. But today I want to dive into this new refrigerant we're seeing. We've actually seen it for several years. And if you're driving a Mercedes, a Volkswagen, a BMW. <laughs> wow, that was a good Yeah, answer. yeah, it's Sie Deutsch. Um, those vehicles have actually seen the newer refrigerant, which is the 1234 YF. Mm -hmm. Now- a couple of weeks back, we covered AC tips. What you need to do, how do you approach your mechanic, your technician, your local rock star automotive mechanic provider, or even at the dealership? And, and we armed you up with how to handle some of the common symptoms. But this show, we're going to get into the science of that 1234YF refrigerant, and we are honored to have Option. Have you heard of Option refrigerant? They are all over. They're all over the place. If if you're prone to work on your own ride, 
you've probably picked up a can of Omption. Uh, and of course, they are a branch of the Camores uh, company. And we're honored to have America's marketing manager, Christina Spaulding. She's going to join us. We're going to talk about the 1234YF tips you can use. And all my shop owners, we got a ton of them that listen to the show or the replay. And we can't stop with Miss Christina. We've got to bring in Mr. Constantine Giannatis. Right. He's also with the Camores. He's a thermal and specialized solutions division. He handles all that. And we want to find out, A, a lot of you saying, oh, my gosh, they changed this Freon again. What is going on? I know in the service space, we got to yep. buy uh, different equipment and so on. Are the old refrigerant uh, product compatible? That's a good question. A lot of people wonder that. I've seen it in the garage. Some of you thought you had the older 134A. Of course, the fittings are a little different, but then you were like trying to cheat and come up with your own. <laughs> you went to Home Depot. At Ace Hardware. And, you, and that's a no-no. So we're going to dive in. I figured this would be a pretty good topic for a lot of you uh, driving all my European vehicle clients, uh, import and domestics, mm-hmm. and we get into that, as well as our shop owners and technicians that are hanging with the show. Um what have you been up to, Greg? Oh. We missed each other last week. What's shaking in the news in the world of the classic antiquities? Antiquities. <laughs> well, right now, um, you know, after the all the auction seasons kind of passed here in Arizona, um, something for a suggestion is a lot of people have bought a lot of high-end cars this year. And a lot of people don't realize that- When you say high-end, what are we talking? Oh, Highline? Yeah, Highline. Six figures or above is what I'm really referring to. But the classic car market has risen the values of these cars, and a lot of people don't understand they need to they need to bump their insurance coverages on these cars. You should audit that periodically, I would imagine. You should. It should be a regular thing you do annually to your car. I mean, the value of your car might not be what it's worth, so to speak. And you want to make sure that you have an agreed-upon insurance uh, amount with your insurance company. So if there is an unfortunate situation of a loss or an accident, that you're getting the value of the car of what it is in the market, not necessarily on Kelly Blue Book. So, you know, I don't go, I don't go by Kelly Blue Book no. uh, so much. I go by what the market yes. is attaining. So, for example, a lot of you here in the Southwest, whether you're the high desert of California, here in Phoenix, New Mexico, Utah, a lot of you listen from all over the country. If you're buying a Jeep from the Southwest, that's rust-free. Right. There's no oxidation. There's a premium if you were to sell that Jeep over on the East Coast. So would Kelly Blue Book give you that difference? Probably not. You got to go with market value. And of course, now the market is just hot. So if you have a Ferrari that was, you know, valued, you know, for 150 grand three years ago, and now it's up to 400, you want to make sure that you get with your insurance company, get to the agreed value, and then insure the the vehicle for that amount. The good thing about that is if there is like a loss, that amount's non-negotiable. It's already been agreed upon. So there's no back and forth and haggling and depreciation conversations. It's what we agreed upon, and that's what you uh, you get paid out. So it's a little warm and fuzzy feeling if you're in that, you know, have those high-end collection cars. Time to audit your insurance coverages and get some agreed values uh, in place. Yeah, while you're sitting down shopping for Santa Claus goodness <laughs> during the holidays, it's probably, well, maybe after the holidays, January, the first week of January. You're all bloated from all the festivities. You need to get into the paperwork of your life, yeah. including this insurance. I like Haggerty. So do I. I'm a fan of Grundy, too. I've actually had both. But Haggerty, uh, you know, they're, they're reputable. We got a shop shout out of the uh, Michigan. Of course, he's been on the show several times. 
Billy Knuckles, Bill Nalu, Interstate Auto Care out of Madison Heights. If you're in Michigan, people, and you're outside of Detroit, you guys know where Madison Heights is. This is an award-winning facility. Bill runs a tight ship. And I got to say something about his operation, which I, I, I this whole last week, I've just had this sort of personal mantra. Do you know what that is? Common sense. Oh. Now, I'm saying this respectfully. A lot of you say, That's well, a duh, whole different topic. Duh, I got common sense, Frank. <laughs> I get it. But sometimes we get bamboozled with the common sensibilities of things. And um, when you can take your vehicle in for service, what can we say? I need a professional. I need certified. I need convenience. Well, what else is in there? We don't hear a lot about it. How about the common sense approach to vehicle service? In other words, if I have a service or repair that's not quite needed today, right. will they tell me that? Right. Or is the owner's electric bill due and everything everything under your- And if you drive this car tonight, you could be dead. Oh, yeah. Well, you need to be out of business if you're telling people that. I've heard those stories. I know, so have I. But I want you to visit interstateautocare.com. Uh, they're out of Detroit. Bill Nalu and his team, a uh, wholesome bunch. They train a lot. You guys know the technology under hood is just blazing away. So uh, all my Michiganders, how, what do you, how do you call Michiganders? Michiganders? Michigonians. There you go. That sounds good. If you're in Michigan, interstateautocare.com. Go check them out. RanchNation.tv, I want to uh, gear you over to a show uh, with Carl Anthony. Uh, we did touch uh, episode 290, the latest in EV news. You know, we'll touch upon that every quarter, especially with the recent news of Tesla. I know. Some of you like, for the past year, Tesla, oh man, that's buku money. I can't buy a Tesla. Well, guess what? Tesla is dropping the price. That's now, what I heard. Depending on what side of the fence you're on, you may feel like, ooh, is Tesla in trouble? Hashtag fake news. Tesla is not in trouble. Don't believe it. No. Uh, Elon Musk, the team, engineers, financiers, the whole department that come together at Tesla. When you're building a car company, boy, it's like it's like threading a needle, right, to that little tiny hole. Once you get that needle through the hole, in other words, you've got the science and technology somewhat down. You have the appeal down. You have the practicality down. Regulation starts coming about. These are all things that we've seen in the last three to five years with Tesla. Right. Your volume of manufacturing starts to go up. Well, then you're in a place where you can maybe play with price, keep stockholders happy, right? we got to right. keep them. We want, I want that share price to be really good. So be on the lookout. But what I will tell you, it's a fascinating phenomenon with firefighters. Greg, if, I, if my Tesla caught on fire and you rolled up on my Tesla... You want to guess how many gallons of water it would take to put that fire out on average? Mm, that's a good question. Lots of lots of water. I'm sure firefighters have to adapt to this scenario. They do. They do. And in in all actuality, just for the record, people, hybrid and gasoline vehicles by a huge margin still catch a whole lot more on fire oh, yeah, yeah. than a Tesla. So we're not bringing any any sort of scandal to Teslas. Teslas are extremely safe. In fact, we've covered several stories in scenarios where these Teslas, they crashed. You figured, oh gosh, everyone is finished. And they weren't. They're very safe vehicles. But a Tesla battery fire with those lithium batteries, uh, sort of like birthday candles 
lighting individually. Mm -hmm. If you think about the cells that are structured underneath the platform of these vehicles, they're encased in shielding. And if there's a compromise in that shielding, that's where things can get pretty crazy. And firefighters realize that. Really what firefighters look at, because it's not a fire that they're rolling up on. It could be something electrically that's not cooperating. And maybe there was a fender bender and maybe they've got to get somebody out of the vehicle quick. Like Mm -hmm. they've got to know how to disarm the battery. So they're, you know, they're, they're going to understand the knowledge there. And of course, all of this through the NTSB national transportation safety board, you know, they're, they're trying to keep the protocol safe, but we're talking 28,000 gallons I was just reading that. Of water. I had to take a double On a single electric vehicle fire. Perspective. Wow. That's an equal amount of water of what an average fire department normally uses in one month. Unbelievable. So I think, now I remember in the military, if if we had a, I think it was a Charlie, Charlie fire, right? You have Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta. Delta fires are when you get, if you get a jet plane that catches on fire. And you're out to sea. You're not fighting that. You're just you're just gonna push it overboard and in the water. That's not a happy day. But as we evolve with technology, um, they will they will continue to keep both firefighters safe, the public safe, and of yeah. course the uh, the occupants safe. Yeah. It's really important. Uh, Twelve thirty four YF. You probably thought we did some Morse code language to uh, Ukrainians <laughs> out there or something. We did not. This is the latest. It is. It's the new and new and improved. New and improved. Now, why is it improved? We know that refrigerant can be really bad for the environment. And we're going to talk to our guests. They're going to be joining us uh, from Kimor's uh, Option, Christina Spaulding, uh, America's marketing manager and uh, representing the OEM and the aftermarket for refrigerants. And Konstantin Giannaris. He's going to be joining us. We're going to talk about this new refrigerant, what it means to you, what will you expect an automotive technician to do differently when handling that new refrigerant. Stay tuned. French Nation. you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now you need bg44k it's the one dealerships use the most in fact they use bg44k almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made to find a shop near you go to bgfindashop.com that's bgfindashop.com i got my mileage back bg Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, 
get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, MailShark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. We made a language for us two. We don't need to describe. Every time you call on me, I drop what I do. You are my best friend and we've got some shit. For decades, we're talking about the 134A. Decades, decades. Long time, people. 134 has been around. And some of you old timers. Old uh, school guys. Old yeah. school. R12. Don't, I mean, don't tell me I mean, different. back in the day, that little can was like uh, worth a dollar. But we're talking about 1234YF, the science behind that. And we've got, I'm not sure if we got Christina or Constantine. Christina, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, welcome to the show. Christina, rock star from Camorras. Thank you so much for your patience. Thank you. I think we have Constantine as well. Yeah, let's see if we can bring. Constantine, are you there? Yes, hi. Can you hear me? Oh, great. I love it. Now, Constantine, before we get (laughs) knee-deep in technology, can you please help me? Is it Giannatis? I go with generis, but oh, oh man, so generis. close! I tried to give it a little European oh. flair for you. There. Oh, that's I a like fail. It. I like it. I might have to switch it up. <laughs> switch it up. Welcome yeah, to no the God. show, Christina. You you've been around uh, in the automotive industry for quite some time, uh, over twenty five years of experience in the refrigerants industry. Just for the average driver, we've got a lot of moms driving, kids going to school here at Evit, and they're driving something newer. What is 1234 YF refrigerant? No, I mean, that's a great question. And, um, you know, Camor's, um, just to kind of take a step back, we, we are a spinoff of DuPont refrigerants, and we've been manufacturing products that uh, help comfort cooling, not just in your automobile, but in your home. Um, you know, we manufacture products that uh, are used in commercial refrigeration. So if you think about your groceries, um, cold storage, transport, you know, we, um, we traditionally have been um, in anything that's keeping things cool, whether it's comfort cooling or commercial refrigeration. And the most important thing to, to think about as it relates to automotive refrigerants is um, I think you and, and Greg also mentioned that, you know, uh, back to the days of, of R12. So if you think about the motor vehicle and comfort cooling, it's 
air conditioning is probably one of the fewest things that have changed over the life cycle of of, uh, of automotive um, vehicles uh, since the inception of air conditioning. So, um, you know, you hearken back to the early years when it was R12 and R12, um, not to get too bogged down in the science, it's a, it's a chlorofluorocarbon. So it has a CFC. A lot of people have heard the CFC. They know, Mm -hmm. they know enough about uh, hearing some language. Maybe they've watched a a soundbite in the evening news and they've heard, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, CFCs in the hairspray and here and there. And it stuck in the environment for quite a bit of years, actually. The whole yeah, stuff. so those yeah. chlorine-containing compounds um, were eliminated from all different facets of you know societal end use. So the industry on the automotive side moved away from R12 and transitioned to R134A, which R134A has been a stalwart refrigerant um, in the mobile space since the early 90s. Um, but while R134A doesn't have chlorine, it's not depleting the ozone layer, but it does just have inherent global warming potential. So really what, what the industry did, um, and it really started in Europe, was transition to lower global warming potential refrigerants. And that's really what 1234YF is. Um, and, and we'll call it, you'll hear us talk about it at 1234, you'll hear us reference it as YF, but it really is um, you know, a, a long-term sustainable, low GWP refrigerant solution. And the industry started transitioning to it as far back as uh, 2013. So, you know, you'll still hear us all kind of talk about it as the quote-unquote new refrigerant. But, um, you know, the first models, um, you know, were, were launched around 2013. By 2017, um, the vast majority of new vehicles in the U.S. and the light-duty fleet were using 1234YF. And if you look at today and, and what's rolling off the assembly line, it's greater than 95% of cars are now using 1234YF. And it's a, a low global warming potential um, refrigerant that has a lot of the same properties as 134A. So yeah, very that, similar pressures, very similar cooling capacity, that uh, type of thing. Yeah, no, that that's what we need. And I think there was, I remember this, uh, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go back as far as 13, but maybe uh, 2015, 2016, uh, many of us in the industry, we were scratching our head. We were just learning about this new refrigerant. We also learned that we needed uh, different equipment. You know, there's an investment. And then we quickly realized... I mean, a part of what our industry is based upon is green. I mean, there's a lot of recycle function when it comes to automotive parts. And so why not? And Constantine, if I can ask regarding 1234YF, let's get into the nitty gritty for both the professional automotive technician and someone that may be servicing they think they can service their own stuff that's that we respect that what would you say mechanically under hood would be the biggest difference factor in how we service these systems between 134 and this uh 1234 yf well i i mean i think the uh the most obvious difference that everybody's gonna run into is is the uh the threadings on the valve right so intentionally done so that you don't unintentionally mix refrigerant um yf is left hand threaded 134a is right hand threaded so immediately you're going to know a difference there um but you know outside of that um there's there's different tooling right for each to accommodate both of them i i know that uh, some of the rrr machines that that the professionals are using in the shop um you know they they're 
a little more high tech these days and they, they run through uh, a lot of different checks. And so sometimes that, that may take a little bit longer to run through all of those system checks. But for the most part, you know, not much is changing, just like not much is changing in the uh, performance of the refrigerant itself. Yeah, that makes sense. I think, uh, you know, anytime we have something new that comes out, especially, you know, I go back in history um, when we talk about R12, Christina, that R12 to 134, um, I'll be honest with you, that was a shock to a lot of us technicians. We were like, okay, R12 works perfectly good. Maybe back in the day we didn't necessarily like scientists knew we were putting a hole in the atmosphere. We need right. to slow this down. And so the question that I have for both of you, and I'll start with you, Christina is 1234 YF somewhat here to stay for some time before we dig into the, you know, the vehicles and, and, and so on. What's the outlook both for consumer and technician. Some may feel that, wow, this is another change. What else are they going to change? Can you give us a perspective on the mainstay power of this uh, this YF refrigerant? No, I mean, I think that's a great question. And, and just to some of the things we were talking about earlier, if you think about it, it's almost like once in a generation um, there's a, a refrigerant change. And the um, the advantage that uh, that YF has is that it, it, it checks all the environmental boxes. So not harming the ozone layer, not a global warming potential refrigerant. The light-duty fleet is pretty much already converted over to YF. Um, EPA is now, um, you know, having some sector controls that will move the medium-duty fleet and the heavy-duty fleet to YF um, or to solutions that are below uh, a certain threshold of GWP um, and of which, you know, the industry is converged around YF. So, you know, this is probably going to be the product that uh, the industry is going to be using throughout the phase down of other HFC refrigerants like 134A. And I think it has a long-term mainstay um, application in this segment. So if you're, if you're hesitant to, to dip your toe into the, um, the aftermarket, the service world as it relates to YF, I, I would encourage technicians and shop owners and, and anybody who um, you know, may be servicing a lot of 134A vehicles to start thinking about how do I position myself to be successful um, in, the, in the YF fleet. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Constantine, Constantine, you are 609 certified, which just means uh, all things AC handling. Could you talk to us about, you know, if I'm if I'm 134A certified, right, through Max Mobile Air, um, yeah. what, what does the technician have to do with this new 1234YF? Does he have to retake any exams or, you know, how does that look with the 609 certification? Well, I you know, I believe... Um and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the 609 certification is sort of a lifelong thing. So once you have it, you, you get to keep it. But uh, highly recommend uh, if, if you're if you're new to dealing with YF or you're thinking about uh, starting to bring YF into the shop, that you you know you refresh that uh, certification. There's courses available like like through um, Max and and other outlets that um, would educate you on on some of the, the key differences around uh, 1234YF. And, and if I could just go back to add on to what Christina said, too, about, you know, um, this change and, and is there another one coming or how long it's going to be around. I mean, I, I think about this as this change came about because there was a need. There was a need, uh, and again, it started out of Europe, but there was a need to have something that was lower GWP or a low global warming potential. And so... Right now, that needs met, and there's no new uh, need 
or measurement that that needs to be you know achieved. So, if, you know, if if the last time refrigerant chain was uh, 30 years ago or you know the early 90s, I, you can pretty much bet it's going to be another 30 years or more until something else comes along that we have to uh, as society you know improve upon. Yeah, no, we're I, I think we're we're seeing. A mainstay. In fact, we did over the last two years for sure. I mean, we're in the desert. Like AC is a big, big business here. Uh, many folks have to deal with the frustrations of warmer vents, and so we we purchased. I can speak uh, for myself and, and and perhaps other shop owners in the Southwest that no, we've got to arm up for the AC. Got to get ready. I mean, yep. we've got two machines, and we got two <laughs> machines over here and two machines. I mean, we're doubling up to handle the 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 amount of volume. And we did purchase that 1234, Greg. We purchased that, and I think the first summer, I may have one or two mm-hmm. uh, systems that come in. And we service, you know, 15 to 18 cars a day, to give one perspective. Uh, and then that next summer, you guys, I'll tell you, we, it came. It came on quick. <laughs> and we actually mm-hmm. uh, took some training. Speaking of training, I want to direct folks over. Um, Christina, give us a website. A lot of technicians listening to this show, always looking for maybe some good quick tip videos and just more information. And in fact, for the consumer that may have an interest uh, outside of listening to the show, what's the website we can direct folks? Yeah. I mean, I think the best place to start is our Option.com website. So it's O P T E O N. Um, that's our branding for the, the YF product itself. And, and we do have a lot of videos, um, a lot of historical training about how the industry has shifted to these products um, and, and hands-on training about how to use, um, use, use, 1234 YF and systems, both for the commercial shop owners and for, you know, some of the DIY um, space, which, um, you know, at this point in time is pretty small. To your point, you mentioned, you know, having to look at, you know, how many jobs do I do uh, on a daily or weekly basis with a YF vehicle that would, um, you know, transition a shop owner to say, hey, I want to invest in a, in a recovery machine. I, um, I don't want to turn jobs away. I want to, um, you know, keep my customers in-house with me. Um, but, yeah, a lot of that information is available on our website, Option.com. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think any of you that are listening right now that are still on the fence and you're like, well, I got my old 134A. It's still doing me really well. No kicking. You will do a disservice to your client base. And what is the yeah. biggest fear for small business? I don't care if you're dry cleaning, you're painting, you're plumbing, you're roofing. If there's one thing under house that you can't do, and I'm not talking about working on a 1927 oddity, Greg, <laughs> you know, an antiquity. Maybe antiquity. that's not your forte. But if you're in the business of servicing, air conditioning, which most technicians, mechanics, shop owners are, it's time, people, to get into the 1234YF. And Option, what I really like, because, listen, I don't want to bring up cost, but I want to talk about inventory. And maybe I don't want to have 30 10-pound jugs. I mean, 30 is a lot. Maybe two, which, you know, I'm sitting on inventory. you got to get us excited Constantine, tell us, can we buy a simple can? Absolutely. Yeah, so we we offer it in 12-ounce uh, cans and uh, self-sealing cans. We also offer it in 28-ounce cans, so a bigger charge size. Again, self-sealing cans. So self-sealing change happened a few years back, maybe more than a few at this point. But, uh, you know, you, you use what you need and you can put the rest back on the shelf. Um, and, and assuming, you know, you have... Uh, the right manifold gauge set. You don't need an RRR machine to get started. Um, you can you can start 
dipping your toes in the YF pool with uh, with the cans. Um, and we also, you know, to your point about the cylinders, we have the 10-pound cylinders, and that's uh, typically what a lot of customers start out with. But we also have a 25-pound cylinder too. So, um, you know, if, if you're if you're really seeing volume in the amount of YF vehicles you're serving, uh, you know, you can save some space on the shelf and in, in your warehouse, in your uh, shop, and upgrade to a 25-pound cylinder. There you go. Camores is quite a large company. Many talents that put, basically, I think the root of it is, yes, there's a need for a product. But what I am really honored to have you guys on for is it's one thing to produce a product that works in marketplace, but it's another one to lead all kinds of environmental impacts that we as consumers, those of us that don't know in industry, I mean, we hear about the climate issue, but your company is leading the charge. And I, I want you to take us, Christina, take us to Corpus Christi, Texas. <laughs> Camores has just invested considerably. Um, obviously, re- refrigerant's not going anywhere. And in all things refrigerant, whether it be, uh, as you said, uh, you know, cooling down a truck that's loaded up with 60,000 pounds of vegetables that need to be kept cool mm-hmm. uh, or... Uh, you know, that hybrid vehicle, talk to us about some of the investments. Um, what are you investing in? And then if I can follow up with that, I'm on your site. You guys are rock stars. you got all kinds of innovation I know, awards. I saw that. Like, that's a big deal. You're innovating. Trendsetting. <laughs> Trendsetting. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Which is awesome. We, we take a lot of pride in the fact that... Um, you know, we have the, you know, largest 134A manufacturing facility and the largest 1234YF manufacturing facility in, in the USA, in Texas. Um, we have a long legacy of manufacturing in, in Texas and other, other parts of the U.S. Um, but, you know, one of the things that's really interesting is our, our desire to continue to invest in 134, I mean, 1234YF expansion is that, um, YF goes into other products, too. So while for, for you and me and Constantine and, and your, your listeners, a lot of what we're thinking about is automotive, but that's a component that's going to go into products that are going to replace the, the, the 410A that's currently using, um, that's being used in equipment to keep your house cold. So I live here in Phoenix, too, as well, um, Frank, and so I, I understand how important it is to just be cool in your car and cool in your home. But, you know, the products that we're making are being used in, in many different things outside of just automotive. So we are constantly innovating and we're constantly looking at opportunities to improve on the, the products that we have that um, really are really important to um, sustainability for everybody, um, you know, you, you Heat waves are, are difficult. Uh, temperature challenges are are are, are a major big deal. And um, you know, to your point, keeping food cold, keeping um, you know products. Uh, even if you think about the pandemic, and you know, with the ability of everyone to just be able to access um, supermarket, um, you know, food wait. So we take. I mean, we take this for granted, uh, Christina. Mm-hmm, I mean, you're talking about uh, a whole slew of industries: building and construction, electronics, mm-hmm. food and beverage. All these. All these things that happen, uh, you know, as consumers will get grumpy. If my grapes aren't cold, we don't want them. I'm blaming the waitress. And the poor waitress or the waiter, he's looking at you saying, uh, we had a problem with the refrigerator, uh, whatever <laughs> have you. And, and this is what gets me excited. And I will say this. We have a lot of shop owners 
we are one of them. We're one of the first here in Arizona to be Department of Environmental Quality. Uh, we have 200-point system, and we're AZDEQ environmentally awarded a shop that is green. And so I think there's this movement, and, and I know we're, we're getting deep with the whole green thing, but when I can tell consumer, hey, listen, don't fret. There's a lot of benefit to this new system. Yes, and I, I want to talk on this. There is a bit more cost. And, of course, like anything else, this cost will start to come down. But the fact is we're all responsible for it. So I don't care if you're, a, you're a, in a warehouse and storage industry or pharmaceutical and medical or in transportation. I think it's the responsible thing to do. And uh, Camores has led the charge on that. Uh, I want to switch gears. Constantin, you've been in the industry for quite some time. What uh, we're going to get into car culture? Are you ready? Let's do it. <laughs> I like it. This is not on the questionnaire. <laughs> Don't what, get scared. What is Constantine driving as a daily driver? Let's start there. What are you driving? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, specifically, I drive a 2017 Chevy Colorado. Okay. Nice. That's a practical. That's a good truck. I like That's it. That's a good truck. I and, like it. And and if you want to guess what type of refrigerant uses, <laughs> I can tell you that too. <laughs> well, something on. something tells me that you're all over that. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It's a 2017, but it, it's YF. It is YF. And I remember seeing that because, of course, traditionally the industry's always seen like Europe seems to be cutting edge. Uh, I can I can take us back mm-hmm. to, let's say, airbags. Like we, right. we saw airbags in the advent of airbags on the Europeans. So, uh, Christina, as we parlay... To my fellow Phoenician, what be you driving these days? What are you driving, Christina? I am driving a 2013 Acura MDX that I have had. Nice. My kids were little, but I am getting a new car. Oh, let's celebrate. I'm in the new car market. Okay, what is it? All right. Got a chat. Hold on. Tell us. Oh, tell us what I'm looking at? Well, if we want to, we're prying into the Spalding Familia (laughs) to find out. What's uh? What maybe give us one or two vehicles that really excites you? What are you looking at? So I am looking at a, a couple of different uh, smaller SUVs. Um, again, just to, you know, to have a little bit extra space. Um, and I'm looking at um, Lexus. I'm looking at um, uh, BMW. I'm looking at um, uh, Fords. I'm looking at uh, pretty much everything. Um, I'm just at the start of that journey. I love and, that. You know, again, not having purchased a car in a while, it's uh, it's all new for me. Um, but I guarantee you, pretty much everyone will be using YF. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, sure of that. Yeah, that may be criteria. Uh, Christina's first question on the lot. Uh, excuse me, does that have twelve thirty four YF under there? <laughs> look at that sticker right underneath the, uh, the the hood and see if uh, if this is using YF. Well, I, I I got to tell you, uh, Acura MDX. All things Acura mm-hmm. are up on my list. You know, when somebody asks me, it's a common question. I've got over 100,000 vehicles last 32 years under my belt servicing, not under hood directly, but involved in uh, brokering mm-hmm. automotive service and maintenance. And I will tell you, Christina, the Acura, that's a no drama vehicle. Right. I mean, you're going to you're going to maintain it. Uh, you can put heavy miles on it. And um, I'm not leaving you out, Mr. Constantine. We like the Colorado, too. <laughs> so. No, no worries. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, too, because 
um, you know, prior to getting into the automotive space um, on a on a AC side of things, um, I, I very rarely have ever had any issue with my automotive air conditioning system. So um, I've, I've learned quite a bit uh, in the last couple of years. That's awesome. Um, well, I've got to ask you both. Uh, we talk quite a bit uh, of. of- the electric vehicle platforms, obviously Tesla leading the charge, although many of the OE uh, uh, domestic and we, we do have, in fact, Toyota just said, Greg, Toyota for, for a while was saying, hydrogen, we're going to yep. take this right lane over here. <laughs> well, you guys go down the left lane. But uh, Toyota announced uh, they're, they're, they're going to be investing in EV. I mean, they have to. They, they gotta, have they to. Yeah, they got to keep up with it. But my point is, uh, Christina and Constantine, we are stepping into some of the basics at our new shop there in Cave Creek, which will be open uh, beginning of June. We're going to do some basics to Tesla. You know, we're going to see the Model 3s. We're going to see the Model Ss. And when I say basics, we're talking about alignment. We're talking about brake systems, a little bit of the coolant systems. And so with that said, was it, was it in the industry that you are in from an engineering perspective? And I'll start with you, Constantine. Was the electric vehicle approach kind of the trigger um, for those that were in research and development, right? Science and heavy technology and they're, they're honing everything in. Then that went to marketing and marketing said, you know what? This is a big future because all EVs and hybrids or YF systems. If I can ask, did EV really seal the deal as we started to progress in that electric vehicle market for this new YF? Truthfully, no, it didn't. Um, YF YF was coming about before the EV, uh, you know, megatrend started. But um, to your point, Frank, you know, YF is is critical to to EVs just just as much, if not more. Than it is to um, ICEs, and and that's that's because it's dual purpose for an EV, right? You, you still have the the obvious, the, the cabin cooling um, aspect of refrigerant in an EV, but um, as you alluded to a little bit there, you know the the coolant and the the, uh, the the coolant lines that run through an EV, it's it's pretty intense, right? To keep all the thermal management, uh, you know, operating appropriately, and so. The refrigerant also has the job of cooling that coolant and, and you know, making sure that things like the uh, battery itself, you know, are maintained at the appropriate temperatures. So it's, it's a it, – YF is a big, big component of uh, electric vehicles now and, and to come. Let's talk flammability. Here in the southwest, I remember years ago, Greg, I don't know if you remember some of the shops that you deal with, some of the Highline restoration mm-hmm. shops and such. Um, we had some stuff uh, coming across the border, and I'm not <laughs> mentioning the name of this product, but I knew a few guys that said, you know, I'm going to shave me some money. I'm going to shave me some money. And so the question I have is the flammability factor. This stuff coming across the border was highly flammable. I mean, we heard stories about, you know, uh, evaporator boxes exploding, right. <laughs> you know, under the right uh, conditions uh, for uh, that to take place. Uh, Christina, let's talk about it. 1234 YF has to be handled properly. Uh, it is mildly flammable. Is this correct? It is, and you are right. And there, are, there's a couple things going on um, that we can unwrap there. Um, if you think about 134A, it's an A1 non-flammable refrigerant. Um, and 
It doesn't have any extra special requirements uh, associated to flammability. Um, what you were alluding to is historically um, we have seen products that are misadvertised as replacements for 134A or even like R22 in stationary um, air conditioning for um, home air conditioning systems that actually are A3, like propane, butane-based, um, very wow. highly flammable refrigerants. Uh, 1234YF is, is kind of, it's a, it's a different designation. It's an A2L, so 2 being between 1 and 3, L being lower flammability, and it has its own safety um, requirements and, and special handling requirements as it's related to it. it. It's not highly flammable like propane or butane, so it, you know, it takes a lot of energy to ignite and it has a very slow burning um, uh, velocity, but because it's its own safety de- designation, that's why we have this Constantino mentioned earlier. You know, you want to make sure you're not mixing this refrigerant with 134A. That's why it has left-handed threads so that you can't, you know, accidentally uh, put uh, 1234YF into a 134A system. But the 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 opposite of that is that if you think about all the componentry in your vehicle, it's all designed specifically for that H2L refrigerant. So your your 1234YF um, vehicle has compatible um, components in it uh, for that H2L safety classification. But the most important thing and the takeaway is you don't want to mix the refrigerants. That's why you have separate recovery machines. That's why you have separate, um, you know, line sets and left-hand versus right-hand thread. Um, it, it's not uh, it's not something that, you know, if you look at the entire vehicle and look at all the other flammable components on it, it's, it's, not, it's not like oil or gasoline, but it's just important because it is a change and it's different um, for technicians who have been comfortable dealing with A1 non-flammable refrigerants for the bulk of their careers, perhaps. All right, I got to ask this question. I know that uh, the nationally renowned parts distribution companies, they're out there in major cities and probably rural America. But if I'm in a town that's tiny, tiny, not many people, how do I know that I'm getting genuine Option? If I can ask that, because I feel like folks, you know, we just mentioned stuff that may be coming over the border and, you know, these, these fake labeled brands. I think it's worthy of asking... How can I know if uh, if I'm buying true Option? Yeah, so I mean, I can tell you. For, so if you're buying from a reputable um, either major retailer or major distributor, and you mentioned a couple of them, um, all of our products have, um, you know, we have a, a, an Izon label on them that you can that that you know it it it, it guarantees that it's our product. Um, I always tell people if if it's too good to be true, it probably is. So if you if you're getting, you know crazy, um, you know, information around either product availability or product price, it's probably not um, legitimate. Um, So again, go to a reputable supplier. Any reputable supplier can can trace all the way back to the producer. Um, And so we stand behind that. uh, Again, I mentioned our website, option.com. You can go on our website and find out how do I verify that this product is yours. Um, But yeah, we we definitely stand behind our products and you can, um, you know, rest assured that we're we're, um, aligned with all industry safe um, practices and standards. And, you know, Christina, I'll just say it, cheap. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some hate mail because some people have a various they have various levels of uh, perception on cheap. 
Like my wife, she says, nope, that was not cheap. And I'm like, no, that was cheap. Uh, I think that's what you're saying. Be careful. Yeah. There's certain price point patterns and so on. But I love the fact the Napa's, the AutoZones, the O'Reilly's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, they're, you know, these big distributors. So I think I think the mantra should be for, and I speak to the consumer. Of course, the shop owner needs to be on top of this as well right. uh, to protect the consumer. But you need to ask those questions. Um, it is not a majority but there are a minority of stories that we hear about these parts that are fake, just like the fake brand of shoes, whether it be Gucci, Louis Vuitton, it can happen in the yep. parts arena. And of course, I know that Optian is on top of it. You have uh, wonderful relationships with uh, distributors uh, around the world. Um, so, Constantine, uh, we know that Christine is out of Phoenix. Where are you out of, Constantine? I'm just outside of Philadelphia. Oh, nice. We used to go to Philadelphia on little field trips with school and Betsy Ross. And you you probably hear that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the biggest difference right now from Philadelphia and Phoenix is is certainly the temperature. It's it's a little cool here still. Uh, So waiting for it to get nice, nice and toasty. Well, Christina and I and Greg are going to align against you and tell you that we've had one of the most pleasant winters in a long time. I mean, today was beautiful. Uh, yeah. We're talking... Uh, I've lived here for 20 years, and I can't even tell you this is the coolest spring I think I've ever experienced. Right? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, uh, Constantine, we got a lot of Philadelphians that are moving into Phoenix, uh, so... If you're ever in Phoenix, I always tell my guests uh, in the industry, you guys are family. If you're ever in Phoenix, come and see us. Our garage is your garage, and uh, we do get out. In fact, I I think of an outfit uh, out of Wilmington, Delaware, Greg Buckley, Buckley's Auto Care. Oh, yeah. Uh, Great operation, and I can almost guarantee you he's he's using Option uh, refrigerant out there. So um, that brings me to the next question. Both of you are in the marketing uh, arena could we discuss, we've got a few minutes remaining, what are you finding when you, well, let me ask you this, are you calling on service facilities uh, or do you deal with mainly distributors? Uh, Constantine, if I can ask you that. Well, uh, it, you know, we've we've done uh, a couple field trips, we'll call it, but, you know, our headquarters is in Wilmington, Delaware. So we'll oh. have to look up uh, Buckley's. Buckley's, yeah. He, in fact, he's probably listening. He's a great resource. If there ever were a 1235 <laughs> YF and you need to test it, Greg's your man. <laughs> um, but, in all, <laughs> but in all seriousness, what I was aiming at is um, if you were ever on sort of these, uh, you know, inquisitions and, and service calls about, the, the 1234, what's the biggest misnomer in the industry with 1234? What are you finding, Constantine, in your backyard with some of the service providers that you just had to say, no, 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 that's not the case? What, what's the biggest resistance out there? Well, the, the, the biggest myth I think that I find myself busting, and, and Christina would agree, is that um, 1234, 1234 YF is propane-based. And everybody thinks this stuff's going to go boom. Um, and, and so that's not the case, as Christina uh, explained earlier. You know, it, it has a mildly flammable designation to it. So that's that's uh, probably the biggest myth. And then one of the other conversations that happens frequently is, well, that stuff's, uh, you know, that stuff's too expensive and, 
and uh, I'm just going to stick with the 134A. That's you know it's been good to me uh, you know all these years, but I I don't know if everybody is aware, and and so some of the education around that has been that there's legislation now in place that is phasing down the use of HFC refrigerants, which includes 134A. Um, and so, you know, it, it's it's not only um, in in the from the EPA in terms of the general refrigerant landscape, but but there's also the the whole um, you know switch that the OEMs have made too that are just dictating that more and more cars are entering the aftermarket and they're YF vehicles. So it, to the earlier point, it, you know, the time is now. These vehicles are starting to really ramp up in the aftermarket. So be careful, people. A lot of rumors out there. You're not. It's not a roadside bomb. Take it easy. This stuff is compatible. I don't think any engineer in their right mind would design something unless you're headed up to Mars. Uh, I can see Elon Musk. That's a whole lot of explosive going on. But I think there is uh, in the design, engineering, and sort of the research and development to to sort of find. Uh, I mean, no one wants a, a problem like that. Uh, you know, under hood great point, Frank, too. And, and everything, you know, this is an industry converged solution. So you've got SAE and you've got um, standards and you've got, you know, organizations like Max and Auto Care and, um, you know, all other types of, um, you know, regulatory and um, engineering activity that support the, the transition away from 134A to YF. And to Constantine's point as well, you know, 30% of vehicles on the road today are are YF vehicles. So if you even just look at the whole entire aftermarket, and, and this is one of the things, too, when we were talking about myth busting, is, you know, don't sit on the sidelines. If you're an independent shop owner or you have opportunities to, to look at how do I expand my, my depth and my, my ability to either maintain and, and retain customers or grow my customer base, you know, looking at investing in equipment to um, uh, service YF vehicles is probably, you know, one of the most important things you could do. That is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see, Greg, I didn't see Constantine just walk into the <laughs> office one morning with some chilled lemonade saying, hey, let's try this. <laughs> I mean, there's, everything is regulatory, and that's important. So don't be fearful. Respect it. Educate your consumer. My shop owner's listening. That's what it's all about, whether we're dealing with uh, clutch systems or whether we're dealing with uh, AC systems. The more we can educate folks, sure. uh, and I love the fact I mean, I knew old-timers that were washing parts with gasoline. They're no longer here. I mean, we've come a long way. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty brash. But our industry is really cleaned up, and, and I've got to give a big shout-out. Constantine, you're a part of the Auto Care Young Automotive Network group known as Yang. Uh, I've got a lot of good friends over at Yang, and uh, I just want to commend you because we're talking about uh, driving forward leadership uh, with youngsters that are just really taking the bull by the horn and looking out for the health of our industry moving forward. So thank you, Constantine. I know you're doing a lot of work there with the Yang Group. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, appreciate it. And, and it's a great group, and it's a great great way to network um, and great way to flow information from, uh, you know, all, all sorts of uh, automotive aftermarket, uh, you know, databases and all sorts of great stuff on the auto care website so um yeah it's it's a definitely something that if you're if you're a young uh professional in the automotive aftermarket i, I highly recommend 
Yeah, no doubt. Of course, Stacy Miller and a bunch of folks, uh, Yang. Uh, and by the way, I'll just tell you this straight and skinny. You guys know how to throw a party. <laughs> uh, one last question before we disconnect, and I find this fascinating. And I've got to ask, Christina, you also handle, you're responsible for North America, but as well as South America. Uh, who plays ball better in the automotive industry uh, by way of accepting this new 1234? I'm going to put you on the spot. Are uh, the South Americans... Uh, uh, happy, no, no problemo, is that the mantra, or uh, is it North America that is the more more so uh, cooperative? By, uh, by far, North America, um, ah. and, and it's really regulatory. I mean, we, sure. we have, um, you know, MAC incentives, and we have, you know, now EPA activity that's really um, pushing and driving that forward. But, you know, what we're seeing in Latin America is a lot of the, you know, there's a lot of cross-functional um auto production in, in, in various parts of the world. So OEM is present in North America, South America, Europe, Asia, you name it. Um, so we're starting to see that they're just starting their journey. So they're, they're, they're us 20, you know, in 2013, 2014. Um, so we, we anticipate that we're going to see more and more YF adoption in other countries that maybe aren't required to do it because of a regulation or, for example, like Kigali or, or some of the other um, environmental regulatory um, uh, agencies you know, are all different across the world. There's no doubt they about are. that. Yeah, they I can are. see they that. Uh, and of course, uh, it's always uh, always fun to do business, whether you're North America or South America. But that really is the it, you're pinpricking. It's it's regulatory, um, which which is uh, got vast differences, you know, across the globe. So, uh, Christina Spaulding, America's marketing manager, automotive OEM and aftermarket, the North and the South of the Americas with the Camores <laughs> Company. You rock, Christina. Thank you so much for joining us on Wrench Nation. And Mr. Constantine, I'm going to try it again. Are you? Because I'm just going to say Mr. G. Uh, Gianneris, is this good? Yeah, I love it. Sounds oh, good. thank you. Awesome. I'm America's marketing development consultant, automotive aftermarket refrigerants, the Camores Company. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to follow up maybe in six months or so. Uh, perhaps uh, maybe we can work. We do some film works and we can uh, bring our audience uh, perhaps a tour. Uh, we get down, you know, what we can tour. None of that top secret stuff. We get it. But uh, we'd love to connect uh, further with the Camores Company. And it was an honor to have you both on the show yeah, here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. No, thank, thank you. you so much, Thanks, Frank, Frank and Greg. Appreciate the opportunity. And, and as always, um, you know, we're, we're, we're here if there's any follow-up or questions or anything that uh, uh, comes after the podcast. But thanks again for all your time. And energy. Yeah, and I got to add to that, uh, Christina, you're a fellow Phoenician. Our desert car care, Cave <laughs> Creek, serving carefree in North Scottsdale is going to be open soon. Come by for an espresso. And we'll give you a tour of the garage. I am definitely going to come by. You're you rock. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You guys take care. Thank you so much. And that's what it's about. You know, right? Greg, uh, I great. mean, uh, some of you, uh, you know, you get you get shock. It's the shock and awe. Uh -huh. You brought your vehicle in. And I will tell you, there is, I was shocked. I didn't set up uh, our price points properly. And I got into trouble, which just meant I lost money. Wow. Right. So I, I, you know, you have this, I would say it's like prime and choice meat, maybe. Mm, I understand. That. And so we had to, and then I had to, I had to train up the staff to be able to say, because most people think, Hey, cold air is cold air. Why, why is this more expensive? Mm -hmm. Price will come down, but Option.com people, all kinds of education. They're doing amazing things, not only for the environment, but that ice cold air out of your vents. Yeah. 
So if you're in the market, Option is the way to go. Greg, you rock. Thanks. We'll do another show next week. we got more folks coming on. Yep. I forget what the topic is. I've been really busy with the garage, but uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. And as I tell you every week, be safe. Hug each other and never forget to hug a mechanic.